Welcome to Manager Tools. Manager Tools Middleman Test, Part 2. Here we go. This cast answers these questions. How can I tell when one of my directs goes too far in disagreeing? What should I do when my directs refuse a reasonable request? What are the limits of my authority? If you want answers to these questions and more, keep on listening. If you enjoy our guidance about the management trinity, getting to know your people, talking about performance, asking for more, pushing work down, and our tools are helpful, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation. The ideal way to learn about implementing them is to come to one of our effective manager conferences. One day, we cover all of the major topics. You practice feedback, you practice coaching, you practice delegation. I can't tell you the number of times people have said to us, wow, I thought I understood the tools. And then when I had to practice, I realized I've taken it to another level. Come to the website, check out our conference schedule, see us all over the US and in Europe and in Asia and in Australia. See you there. So let's talk afterwards. That implies that there is going to be some conversation later on and our next piece of guidance is address that privately with feedback or role power as necessary. Yeah, so we've assumed here that there was a public disagreement because that what's, that's what so many managers ask about. They ask because of that embarrassment that we talked about, but also, you know, they, they're embarrassed about not knowing what to do, but also the compounded embarrassment of not knowing in front of the rest of their team. Regardless of whether the venue where the challenge or the problem occurs is public or private, the discussion venue after the fact is always the same, private, or at least not in public. Feedback being for the private use of one person, but a savvy manager could in fact give feedback in a public place that is only heard by one person in a sense, therefore, for their private use. So when you think about it, though, there are three issues here, not necessarily in this order, but we'll take them this order. The venue of the resistance, they publicly disagreed. Um, The resistance itself, the refusal itself, okay, and then their actual compliance with the request, right? We've got a whole bunch of stuff all tied together. And by the way, these, this is an example of the deconstruction of a situation that a lot of younger managers don't know. And that's okay, guys. Nobody's ever taught you this before. And they get balled up around, well, he did it in a public place and I'm angry about that. I need him to do it. And I also need to give him feedback about the resistance itself and so on. And it just gets really hard. You've got three different issues, all of which the manager feels differently about than the direct. And the direct has different feelings about each one of those things for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, the manager then says something stupid like, well, you're only doing this in order to embarrass me in front of everybody else. Now, that may be completely and utterly true. God may be able to see it at the heart of the direct and the direct intentionally skewered the boss in public because the direct is a jerk. Um, However, when you tell your direct, you did that on purpose to make me look bad. The direct knows he or she can simply say, no, I didn't, because of course, you don't know what they were actually thinking, and they can always win that argument, even if it means they have to lie because you'll never know they're lying because you'll never know what they're really thinking. So let's talk about the venue first, okay? So here's how I would give, how we recommend a manager give negative feedback for the issue of the venue, okay? So Mike, you'll play the direct, I'll play the boss? Sure. Is that cool? Okay, good. Hey, Mike, can I share something with you? Sure. When you publicly refuse to agree to doing your part in a reasonable request, the request I made during the meeting, it creates a lot of tension among the team, even though they were in agreement that it was a reasonable request. Can you do that differently for me next time? I just don't agree with this tasking 
in the project and the request that you gave me. It's it's wrong. Oh, okay. I, I understand that. That's something we can talk about. But right now, I'm not actually talking about the tasking of the project the request. I'm asking you to change when and how you choose to show that disagreement. Can you agree to not do so publicly in the future? Okay, yes. Yeah. Good. So, folks, that's just a classic case where he doesn't want to talk about the venue, which is what I'm giving him feedback about. He wants to talk about what he's mad about, which is the request itself. But I've got to address the venue. I don't mind in the future if two more times in the next year, this guy comes to me privately and says, I have a concern about this. I think this, I got no problem with that. I'll have a discussion with him and you'll hear how the discussion will roll out here in a second. Um, The first thing I want to do is stop having public disagreements like this. I don't know why he's doing it and I don't really care all that much, but I do care about the effect on the team. It's okay to disagree with your boss. It's not okay to do it publicly. And and folks, this is not because we think all bosses need to be worshipped, okay? This is common courtesy as a matter of organizational behavior theory 101. Okay, so let's now talk about the resistance itself. They disagreed with us about this particular task. So Mike will do the same, same rules here. Hey, Mike, can I give you some feedback? Okay. When you refuse or say you're going to resist a reasonable request from me the way you did in the meeting, uh, the way you did just now, it damages our relationship. It's not good for us. Um, Can you do that differently going forward? I don't want to do it, dude. Okay, I get that. But I'm asking you to consider expressing your disagreement differently. Are there other ways you could have disagreed? Could you have done it differently? I don't know. Okay, well, how about this? You could have said you have concerns, okay, or asked a question or two of me for further explanation. Can you try those going forward before you categorically resist or refuse? Yes. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay. Again, in this case, the behavior I want to change is the resistance or the refusal. I have no problem with my directs saying I have some questions about that. No problem. I got no problem. If you have a question, I have an answer. It may not be the answer you want to hear, but I'm happy to have a discussion. Now, look, if every single time, every single task that any one particular direct has to do causes 20 or 30 questions, that's a different discussion later. But I'm going to have that quest, that, that discussion never if I engage in these kinds of small bits of feedback along the way with the vast majority of directs. And I meant to say this at the beginning of the cast, Mike, and I forgot. This cast, interestingly, reminds me of a thread that was in the forums. I'm sure it's still there about a famous Star Trek, the next generation episode that stars or has a significant role for uh, Ensign Wesley Crusher, who's who the guy who plays him, uh, Will Wheaton, uh, who's a very famous guy in pop culture and technology circles today and has been on Big Bang Theory and so on. But um, Will Wheaton, as a young kid, played Wesley Crusher, and in the episode, Wesley was given some authority, and he had a recalcitrant direct, a direct who said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And for those of you who are TNG fans, you, you should watch it. You'd get a kick out of it. Okay. Now, let's talk about the last phase of this concern we have, this issue, and that is the direct complying with the request. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this discussion. Let's take a crack at it. So again, Mike's my direct. I'm his boss. I've asked him to change where he gives me feedback, where he resists, 
if he did it in public. And I've also asked him to change how he resists or refuses by asking questions and so on. And he agreed. We're at the last stage. Okay, Mike, on to my request or the assignment itself. Okay. It really is reasonable. Okay. So, so you're in the position of refusing what is a reasonable request. And by the way, folks, in the language of organizations, I hate to say this, I probably wouldn't say this to a, a direct that I thought was deeply insecure, but I would say in the language of organizations, it's reasonable because I say it is. And you may have a fundamental ethical problem with that, but your ethical problem flies in the face of hundreds of years of civilization building up to what many sociologists will tell you is the greatest accomplishment in the history of mankind, which is the creation of large organizations, which allow us to give up some of our individual freedoms, not many, in return for the magnification of human potential and productivity to the point where it's mind-boggling what large organizations can achieve that individuals cannot achieve. So let me go back and do that again. Okay, Mike, on to my request or assignment itself. I, I got to tell you, I, I believe it's reasonable and my belief matters in this situation. I wouldn't refuse this request from my boss today. And further, I wouldn't have refused it when I was in a role similar to yours. So, so the standard I'm applying is thinking through your position. And I believe the request is reasonable. Now, look, Mike, it's okay for you to disagree. It is. But disagreement with the plan or project or the, the how we're doing it is different from refusing to do what is a reasonable request for somebody in your role. Look, sometimes we all have to do things that we disagree with in some way or another. So it seems to me, here are your options, Mike. You can do it. Maybe we need to talk a little more about it first, which is fine with me. I, I couldn't do this on every request I make of you, every every task I assign you. But but in this case, you have a concern, fine. You can simply flat refuse to do it, okay? Or there's a third choice, which is you can say to me, I am making a principled stand here. Uh, I believe this is unreasonable, and I wish to escalate this to either HR, or you could escalate to my boss about saying you don't want to do it. You believe it's a wrong request. Or, or I can't imagine you would say this, you believe the request is reasonable, but you just don't want to do it. If I escalated HR, you'd be okay with that? Absolutely. Yeah, let, let me go on. You don't say that as a threat. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, if you're a weak manager who doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't know the limits of their power, a lot of managers come up to me and go, I'm, I'm afraid they're going to go to HR, and I, I feel terrible for these managers. That fear is real, but it's it's overblown, and you, you don't need to have it. Now, we, we've had other guidance in podcasts where we say, you need to have a friend in HR, uh, you need to know HR. But if you're doing your job well, in most organizations, more than there used to be, HR is going to be supportive of you. I think it much, should be much higher than it is. Um, too many HR people mistakenly believe their job is to take care of the employees. When in fact, it's not. It's to take care of the organization. But anyway, that's a whole nother cast about HR. So look, Mike, if you flat refuse I think you know, I obviously know, I cannot make you do it, okay? One of the things about role power is you can't compel people to do things. On the other hand, the inference we make or the, the result of that is what we can do is provide consequences. And in this case, I will in the form of negative feedback of failing to do a reasonable part of your job and negative feedback about tearing down the team because someone else is going to have to do it.
And further, if this emboldens you to begin to refuse what I believe are reasonable requests, you're going to get lots of negative feedback from me in a polite and professional way. I'm going to ask you to change your behavior. And if your behavior doesn't change over time, those conversations are going to get increasingly to the point where it's going to affect your career with this firm. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. That road is unlikely for us to go down. Again, you can either do it or you can flat refuse. Okay. And if you're thinking that this will be fun to flat refuse, I want you to know that you may get away with this and I may assign this task to someone else, but it's a, it, it also damages our relationship. And I would encourage you to think carefully about that. There's another choice I mentioned earlier. You can refuse formally in a principled way. And that means you're going to have to escalate. And there are two paths of escalation. Okay. The first one is escalate with my boss. And if, if you want to do that, that's fine. I'll get you on my boss's calendar through an open door request. And an open door request would mean you come talk to me. You don't get satisfaction with me. I still expect you to do this thing. You then request an open door. And in order to use the open door request, my boss has to know that you've already talked to me. You and I have a disagreement and you want to escalate. It's almost like going from a superior court to a circuit court to a court of appeals to the Supreme Court, if you will. I doubt he'll be very sympathetic, but I understand your desire to do so. Or even if I don't understand your desire to do so, I'm obligated to provide you that option. Now, folks, as an aside here, it's possible that you're in a small company and there's no such thing as an open door policy. If you're wondering what that is, it's probably not what you think it is. And there's a podcast for that. Now, Mike, same thing with HR and that form of escalation. If you want to talk to them, I know them well. I respect them. They've been helpful to me in the past. And I'll be happy to walk you over to HR and sit down and explain why you're there and then leave so you can have a private conversation with them. Now, I will tell you, they're, they're going to side with me, but maybe you want to test that and um, it's your risk. I will tell you that if you do that, HR will say, thank you for coming to us. And when they side with me now, you're in a bit of a box because now HR is going to ask me, well, is he going to do it or isn't he? So, well, we'll find out later. And if you choose not to do the task after I and HR have both told you it's a reasonable request, even though you've wanted to escalate, you're in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. And I'm in a bit of a pickle because now I have to worry about my reputation. My my degrees of freedom yeah. in terms of how I treat this have gotten constrained. And that's not useful to either you or me. Yeah, Mike. But in either case, going to my boss, principal resistance, going to HR, you're still responsible for what I assigned. Okay. As long as I believe it's reasonable, then your interest in escalating or deciding or whatever, it happens while the clock's ticking on the deadline that I saw. Mm. Okay. Mike, and here's the way I'll put it. This isn't an academic exercise in nonviolent civil disobedience. Okay. It's not. This isn't a social experience or experiment. Work still needs to get done. And so I'll give you a couple of extra days to, to wrestle with it. Uh, if I can, I will. But right now, you don't simply get to refuse and then the task is back in my life. You, you've refused, but your refusal is not yet accepted by the organization. I've told you specifically, I don't accept it. Yeah, you did a temporary resignation and I don't, I don't accept your resignation. Yeah, and then, and then I would also argue that if you think that one of the ways you could have a nonviolent disagreement with me or, or disobey is to do the job poorly, refusal to do something or disagreement with something and doing it poorly are two different things and you're getting negative feedback for that too, which is no fun. But look, before you decide, 
I do recommend you choose to comply. What I've asked for isn't unreasonable. Life isn't perfect. It's not the ideal situation. I admit that. I like it when you and I are in harmony. But almost no situation is ideal, and you know that. And sometimes being part of a team and collaborating means doing something that isn't your favorite or means doing something not your way. As an old boss of mine used to say, somebody has to clean the toilets. And and frankly, believe me, I've cleaned my fair share. And if you're going to clean the toilets, you ought to do it well. And folks, I'll tell you, I have had this conversation with managers many times. I should have written this cast five years ago. The results are always reassuring. I've had this conversation with a direct of a peer of mine. He says, Mark, you just walked into That was so good. Will you have the conversation? I'm like, are you kidding? No. He says, no, I'm begging you. You owe me. I'm like, okay, fine. I went over and talked to the direct, and the direct just stared at me like, wow, you've really thought this through. I really don't have. He says, fine, I'll do it. I said, last thing, when you say it like that, fine, I'll do it. It comes across like you won't do it well. If you've resisted, that's the one task you want to do well so that you send a message that this is no longer about refusal or resisting. So, folks, I'm unaware of any manager ever having used this technique without saying something to the effect after the fact, wow, that really worked. And that's it. Luckily, this doesn't happen all that often, but when it does, you want to have this, uh, yeah, you want to have this in your back pocket. And I had a manager the other day tell me something, Mike, that was really important to me. He said, Mark, I feel like after listening to some of the scenarios that you and Mike and Wendy and Kate and Sarah take us through, that even though I've never been in a situation before, I know roughly how the situation's supposed to go. And I'm twice as calm as I would have been without knowing what to say and wondering what the limits are and so on. And he said, I've discovered that being twice as calm, being half as nervous, simply puts me in a more creative, a more comfortable frame of mind. And I find that the problems that used to be big things, the little teeny pinpricks that suddenly become, you know, arterial blood spurting out, they don't happen anymore. And that's why we say, if you want to reduce your drama, your tension, or your conflict, you got to learn how to be a manager. And that guilt, that shame, that embarrassment you're feeling, if you're a frontline manager and you don't know what to doing, don't know what you're doing is normal. And the systems that we have in place don't teach basic management, and that's why Manager Tools is here. So, summarizing real quickly, when your direct resists, they may actually be in the right, but the chances of that are very small. And if you don't think that they're right, don't tolerate from them what you wouldn't serve up to your manager yourself. That's the Manager Tools middleman rule. Later, after the, the disagreement or the conflict or the conflagration, or whatever, take them aside, give them some negative feedback then use your role power to assist. And then, sadly, you may also have to give them negative feedback when they fail to do what you've reasonably requested. Awesome. Thanks, dude. That was great. That was a lot of fun. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the Map of the Universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. 
Additionally, if you're Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manage Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did. <laughs>